Hello and welcome back to Brailcast Extra. My name's Matthew Horsepool and this is another in the Stay Safe, Stay Connected series. This call was recorded live on Monday the 27th of July 2020 and is an overview of the Orbit Reader 20. Now there is another one of these webinars planned. You might remember that the Brailists Foundation has been awarded a grant of £10,000 from the Winston Churchill Memorial Trust to deliver some remote Braille tuition and as part of that we are planning a second orbit reader discussion uh, please do keep an eye on brailists.org events to find out all about that or subscribe to the brailists newsletter at brailists.org forward slash newsletter for now though if you've got any comments on brailcast extra please do email news at brailcast.com and i'm going to turn it over to dave williams for the first session on the orbit reader 20 Hello, good evening, and a very warm welcome to the Brailists Foundation uh, Monday evening community call. Uh, we have these sessions every week, usually something uh, Braille related. For the last few Mondays, we've been running our Braille for Beginners course following the fingerprint course published by RNIB for people who are starting out with Braille or those of you who are wanting to return to Braille perhaps after a little bit of a break. And tonight's session, we're going to be dealing with the Orbit Reader uh, affordable Braille display. And I'll be talking about that in just a moment. And we're doing this session in response response to a number of requests that we've had uh, via email and other channels over the last few weeks. A number of people received Orbit readers during the lockdown from the RNIB. RNIB had a scheme available where uh, Braille library members could in fact get a free Orbit reader um, while the library was closed. And uh, we'll perhaps talk about a little bit about that uh, later on. Um, so just for those of you joining us for the first time, the Brailist Foundation, we are a community of people enthusiastic about spreading Braille. Our kind of mantra is simply more Braille for everybody. We work with technology developers, we work with Braille readers, transcribers, teachers, and anybody really who has an interest in spreading Braille. And of course, you all being here, I don't need to explain to you the value of Braille and why it's so important and how it can enable blind and partially sighted people uh, to gain greater opportunity and equality. The Brailleist community calls are moderated sessions in line with our, our moderation policy. We found that that tends to work best. So what we aim for is to have one person speaking at a time so that everybody can hear everybody else, especially those people who dial in on the telephone. It's really important uh, for those guys that we haven't got lots of people talking over each other. So for that reason, we invite you to remain uh, muted. Keep yourself muted throughout the course of the meeting. There will be a Q&A uh, section. I'll try and keep the demo as brief as possible. And during the Q&A section, you will be able to raise your hand. So if you're using a Windows machine, you hold the Alt key and press the letter Y. If you're using a Mac machine, you hold the Option key and press the letter Y. For those of you dialing in on the telephone press star followed by the number nine and if you are on an iDevice then you can press the more button followed by the raise hand button and what will happen is when you've raised your hand you'll be in a queue and when we are taking questions um, our host uh, who is uh, Liam this evening I believe good evening Liam Hello. how are you doing I, um, so Liam will be helping us out with the moderation. So Liam will acknowledge you uh, and then you should get a little message that will come up to say that you've been unmuted or that you need to press a button to unmute yourself. Uh, and then you'll be able to speak and you'll be able to ask your question. And I'll do my very best uh, to answer that question. Uh, if I haven't got the answer, then we might kick it around the room, see if somebody else has got the answer. Uh, and if not, then we will take that away as a little bit of homework for us in the Braille list to go and find out the answer. And then we will come back to you. If you'd like more information about other sessions that the Brailleists run or our other activities, you can, of course, pop along to our website, brailleists.org. And all the information that we've been sharing during the pandemic is at brailleists.org slash stay safe. And should you need to contact us, if you've got any concerns about safeguarding or GDPR or anything else, uh, you can email help at brailleists.org. I think that's all the housekeeping, Liam. I haven't forgotten anything, have I? Sounds good to me. Alrighty, so the Orbit Reader, 
Um, so the Orbit Reader is a low-cost uh, Braille display that was launched in the UK in October 2018 and is sold uh, exclusively by RNIB in the UK. Orbit Reader is uh, produced and sold around the world and the Orbit Reader was the product of uh, a long project to bring to market a more affordable Braille display. Those of us who've used digital Braille technology for many years will know uh, that historically uh, Braille displays have been very expensive running into the thousands of pounds and that situation hadn't really changed very much for you know 30 or more years. And the Orbit Reader um, sells in the UK. The regular uh, retail price for the Orbit Reader is £499. And I think the next nearest display um, in terms of price is around £900. So um, what are the uh, what do you get for £499? Or what do you not get for £499? We hope to explore uh, some of that in this session. I'll start by giving you a physical description of the unit. I'll then talk about some of the ways you can get books on your Orbit Reader for reading. Uh, we'll then talk a bit about the uh, file manager and ways in which you can access files and folders on Orbit Reader. Uh, and then we will talk a bit about uh, navigating within a book itself. Uh, and finally, we'll touch on how to make notes with Orbit Reader. So Orbit Reader is a simple Braille ebook reader and note taker. Those are its uh, main functions. So we'll start off with a physical description of the device. Um, and so those of you with some vision, you'll be able to see uh, the top view of the Orbit Reader currently on screen. Um, there is a traditional uh, Perkins style Braille keyboard with your six Braille entry keys and then a wide uh, space bar. Uh, in, in front, nearer to you. Between Braille.1 and Braille.4, you have some navigation keys. There's a select key and four arrow keys. And then to either side of your spacebar on the left is a backspace key, uh, sometimes referred to as dot seven. And on the right is an enter key, sometimes used as dot eight. The only other two keys on the uh, top face of Orbit Reader are at each end of the Braille line and they are the panning keys. These are rockers uh, which sit at each end of the Braille line and typically when you're using Orbit Reader the bottom half of either of those rockers will move you forward by 20 cells through your Braille content and the top half if you press that it'll take you back 20 cells through your Braille content. So that's the uh, the physical keyboard uh, layout. Um, just to give you a sense of the uh, the keys what they sort of sound like I'm just uh, pressing on the keys there. Um, and the, so they've got a decent amount of uh, travel. Um, they're a slightly unusual shape, unusual shape I have to say. The, uh, the Braille keys are slightly wider. Typically, you imagine Braille keys to be, you know, sort of deeper front to back than, than side to side. Um, but this is, first and foremost, a reader. So um, you can use a keyboard. You can make notes on here. And we're going to talk about how you do that uh, in a little while. Um, and there is a keyboard for doing that. So I'm just going to change camera so I can show you uh, the Orbit Reader from um, some different angles. Bear with me one second. Okay. Okay. So we're going to the uh, front camera now. So those of you with a little bit of sight will see my... Uh, perfect face for radio. So I'm just holding the Orbit Reader up to the camera here um, and I just wanted to take you around the back. So at the back here we have got um, three things in a little recessed area. There is the power button, a little square button uh, on the far left and then to the right of that is the SD card slot. So Orbit Reader is supplied with a four gigabyte SD card. I'm just going to take that out now uh, and that works with in the standard way with the teeth facing down uh, and you slot that in and it has a kind of a, a spring uh, type mechanism and then it stays in place. That card uh, supplied by RNIB comes with a number of electronic braille books already on the card. So that gets you started right away. Uh, the other thing to mention about SD cards, um, some people aren't aware and sometimes this can trip people up, is that on the side there's a little slidey switch uh, which can write protect the card to stop you writing, overwriting anything that's on there. So typically when you receive the card you can write to it but just be aware if you have a problem you can't save your notes or something then 
that might be why. Below um, the SD card slot, we've got two little tactile dots just as a, as a sort of an indicator. And then to the right of that is a micro USB port and there's one tactile dot below that. The micro USB port is used for charging the internal battery battery life is is excellent because the way the orbit reader um, dots which we'll come to in a second work is that they don't require very much power at all to stay up typically your um, traditional braille display is drawing more power when it's uh, switched on so the orbit reader battery life is quoted at three days of typical usage but most people who have orbit reader would say it by and far exceeds that uh, the other reason for the micro usb port is to connect orbit reader to a computer where you can have orbit reader appear as a usb device um, either in mass storage mode which works a bit like a usb thumb drive so you can copy and paste files to and from your computer or as a braille display with your screen reader so you go into your screen reader settings and you choose orbit reader and then whatever your screen reader says also gets sent out to um, orbit reader so if you wanted to read in braille what's written on your computer screen uh, the battery is there's a door battery door underneath there now there are two screws um, two Phillips head screws there they are small Phillips head screws so it's the kind of screwdriver that would be used by say an optician uh, or a jeweler um, we, we, I happen to have one but um, you may not so um, if you uh, need to change the battery for whatever reason um, do contact um, your supplier and they can help with that um, and then the only other feature uh, on the physical sort of case of orbit reader is at the front you've got two uh, little holes at each front corner where you could loop through um, a key ring and attach um, a strap a carry strap for putting over your shoulder a lot of people ask, uh, does it come with a case? It does not. Um, if you want a case, you can use, uh, say, a camera case or a, a binoculars case, uh, something off the high street, high street, lots of aftermarket, maybe a man bag or something like that. If you live in a sufficiently cosmopolitan part of the country um, that doesn't frown on such things. I know if I went back up to Preston, where I'm from, with a man bag, uh, I'd, uh, I'd be laughed out of the pub. But um, uh, yeah, a little bag of some description. Um, I'm, I'm aware that um, Orbit Research do sell um, a little cover I think it's about $30 um, and we're hoping that uh, RNIB are going to be able to offer that in the UK very soon so that's the physical description so now we come to the braille cells so let me just change camera here again okay just bear with me one second Whoop. the computer doesn't want to talk to me just bear with me one second uh, Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah, we go. Right, we're on the correct camera now. Okay, so I'm going to switch on the orbit reader um, that is on the uh, the desk here. Okay. Okay, and you may have heard there the first thing um, that is noticeable is that there is a little purr. It makes a little noise as the braille dots go up and down. I'm just going to check in with Liam. We can see the, the orbit reader on the desk. Okay. Yeah. Looking good to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, so this is the 20 cell braille. So these pins, um, they're, they're plastic pins that raise up, um, and they are solid. So if you've ever felt a braille display, uh, you'll know that historically the way, um, braille displays, uh, feel is slightly spongy. Sometimes you can press down on the pins. Now, some people like the fact that these pins, they're firm, they're solid, they're crisp, they're clear. And it means um, that for some people with reduced sensitivity, or maybe you're slightly heavier handed when you're reading Braille, um, that these pins work well for you. Other people find that reading from these pins for a long period of time can be uh, tiring. It is a purely a, a personal uh, choice. Um, the other thing you will notice as well, if you've used a traditional Braille display, is on the Orbit Reader 20, uh, we don't have um, cursor routing keys and cursor routing keys uh, typically would position your cursor when you're editing a document. So this is primarily a reading uh, device and it was designed initially without um, cursor routing keys um, to keep the cost down. So I just wanted to, to, you know, in the interest of full disclosure, make you aware of that.
So how do we work with uh, files and folders and books and so on on Orbit Reader? Well, as I said, you can connect this to your computer and you get a standard file system like a USB thumb drive and you can copy and paste Braille files to Orbit Reader. So the original Orbit Reader 20 does not have a Braille translator on board. And what that means is you need to feed it Braille files. You need to give it um, a BRF or a BRL file um, and then the code that you read will be whatever that file was made in. So if you download a book from the RNIB library, if it's a recent book, then the chances are it'll be in unified English Braille, which is the official Braille code in the UK. If it's an older book, then the chances are it'll be in standard English Braille, SEB. Or if it's a book from overseas, it'll be in whatever Braille code the transcriber published that material in. There are some free tools that allow you to roll your own. So if you have an EPUB or a text file or a PDF or something that you want to convert into Braille for reading on Orbit Reader, then you might like to use a tool like Send to Braille, which you can download free uh, um, off the web. Uh, or you might use something like Robo Braille or perhaps um, Braille Blaster, and that would allow you to make your own Braille content. I also mentioned connecting with a screen reader. Uh, so if I get my uh, phone, I'm gonna get my iPhone here and I'm just gonna unlock it. Uh, you won't see it, but you'll hear it. Okay, and we are going to go to our Braille settings. Okay, okay, I'm in my Braille se settings. Okay, and it's searching for a Braille display. So what I did is I went into settings and then to accessibility and then voiceover uh, and then to Braille, okay? Now, the Orbit Reader, um, I've put into Bluetooth mode, and the way I do that is I press uh, select and the right arrow key, which puts it into remote mode, and then my iPhone now is searching for a Braille display. Okay, and hopefully you'll find it. Demo disease. Okay, I'm going to come out my Braille settings. Sometimes um, VoiceOver doesn't always find the Braille display straight away, so I'm going to come. I'm going to come out my Braille settings and go back in. Doesn't want to find it. There it is. There we go. Orbit Reader took a couple of seconds. So it's saying Orbit Reader. Then it's giving you the serial number of my Orbit Reader. So I'm going to double tap. Okay, and it says it's pairing. And hopefully, all being well, when it connects, then there you go. We can hear that the uh, display on the Orbit Reader has refreshed. Now, you only need to do that the very first time. So the first time you use Braille display with VoiceOver, for example, on, on iPhone, you would go in and you would set up the Bluetooth pairing. Now, if I lock my phone... Okay, so the screen is locked um, and the Orbit Reader is disconnected. Um, and if I unlock my phone, hopefully, all being well, there we are, it has reconnected. Okay, and I turn the sounds off on my phone. Normally you get a little noise. I turn those off because I didn't want to be disturbed. So I turned my phone into Do So for the purpose of this presentation. So uh, here we are, we've got the Orbit Reader connected to my phone and I can feel on the Orbit Reader, it says voiceover and it says back BTN. So I know now that I can put my phone down on the table and I can operate my phone from the Orbit Reader. So I'm going to press space with H, which if you've used voiceover with your Braille display you'll know it's the home button okay and it's taken us to my home screen it was on Strava there I was out for a run earlier um, and I can now move between the apps on my phone with the arrow keys okay and then when I get to an app that I want to open say messages I can press select Okay, and now I'm into my messages and I have a list of messages. I'm not going to read my messages to you because uh, I get all sorts. But um, hopefully that gives you a little bit of flavor that you can control your phone from your Braille display. You can also um, read whatever's on your phone. And um, the best part about it, I think, is that you can turn the speech off. So I can press space and M. Okay, and now I can use the phone entirely in Braille, um, which is great because that frees up my ears. So if I'm on the train, for example, I can hear when the sandwich trolley is coming or something like that. So.
it means I can find my own voice and I don't have to listen to, you know, Daniel's very stern interpretation of whatever book I happen to be reading in Kindle. So you can go and download a book, you know, from Kindle or Apple Books or some other mainstream book platform um, and your screen reader on your phone will turn that into Braille and you can read it on your Braille display. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, but Dave, that's all a little bit of a faff, isn't it? Surely I just want to take my Braille display. I don't want to have to worry about all this Bluetooth stuff and, and all of that. So I'm going to lock the phone. OK, and I'm going to come to using the Orbit Reader as a standalone reader. And as I mentioned earlier, when you receive it, it comes with a card from RNIB, which has some books um, to get you started okay so when you first take orbit reader out of the box and you switch it on you'll be in a welcome message and you can pan through that welcome message using these panning keys at the each end of the braille line and when you're finished you press the backspace key which is to the left of spacebar and that'll take you back out of the welcome message and you are then in the um, the, the root directory, the home, home folder, the top level of your, your file system. And that means that you will have a list of files and folders and you can move between those using the arrow keys. So I can move up and down. And if I go to the top, okay, by pressing up arrow, I know I'm all the way at the top, so I press it again and nothing happens. At the moment on the Braille display, it says adult biographies. I'm going to press down, okay, and it says adult classic. And I'm going to go down. So I'm just in my list of folders. And if I want to go inside any of these folders to see what's there, if I want to see what's in adult fiction, for example, I press the select button. And now I've got the first of those books, okay, which is called 10 minutes, 38 seconds. And then I can arrow down and I get the name of the next book. And if I want to open one, I just simply press the select button and that'll take me in. If I want a different folder, I come back out. Um, and I go back to my top level. Okay. Now there are lots of other commands. I'm just kind of mindful of the time. Um, you can rename files. You can copy files to different folders. Um, you can delete files, of course, providing your SD card isn't uh, right protected. Um, and you just do that simply with those arrow keys. And if you've got lots of files, it's useful to know that quick letter navigation is also supported. So if I wanted to go to the welcome message, for example, I know that's called welcome. I can just hit W, okay? And Orbit Reader will take me to the first thing that um, starts with the word um, w. It starts with the letter W, which in this case happens to be uh, the welcome message in grade one. Uh, so that hopefully gives you a flavor for navigating around the file manager. The third thing I, I said I was going to talk about was navigating within a, uh, a book. Uh, we'll do that. Uh, and then we'll talk very briefly about note takers. And then we will open it up and we will take your questions. OK, so uh, when you're in a book and you are reading. So let's do that now. I'm going to um, open a book. Let's find something to read here. So um, let's see. I'm just scrolling through and I quite like historical fiction. So I'm going to go into adult historical fiction. Um, and I have been reading um, The Pillars of the Earth. So let's see if I can find that. I've written the. So that's taken me to the first book that starts with the word the. And as I arrow down, uh, I found The Pillars of the Earth. OK, so it says The Pillars of the Earth by Ken Follett. And I'm just to move through this um, book. All I'm doing is I'm just pressing the bottom half of the uh, panning key, um, which you find at each end of the Braille display. So um, I happen to be um, quite dominant in reading with my right hand. So I tend to use my left hand to pan forward through the Braille. So it says eBraille edition um, and it says produced and published by Royal National. So we're in all the, the, the kind of all the gubbins that you find at the beginning of a book. OK, so I want to jump into the book. Say, for example, I wanted to go to a specific place in this book. So we've got a couple of ways to navigate. We can press space with dots one, two, and three. will take us to the top. We can press space with dots four, five, and six. That'll take us to the bottom. They're standard Braille display uh, commands. We can use the panning uh, keys to move forward and backwards 20 cells at a time. Or we can use the up and down arrows to move a physical line at a time. But one of the most efficient ways to navigate, and certainly with the books that you get from the RNIB library, um, the print page numbers are marked up for you in a special way so that you can jump to them um, 
directly. So say, for example, I wanted to go to page 48 in this book. I could press space with F for find, and then I do dot five, then dots two five, and then the numeric indicator, and then four eight, and then enter. And the braille display has now jumped me to page 48, okay? And it says strong lines up with uh, strong and weak with weak. Alfred looked um, and so this is part of the story um, that I'm able to, to, to read there. Now, if I switch Orbit Reader off and I come back to this file later on, I can go away and I can read several other files in the meantime. It will remember my place. It will always take me right back exactly where I wanted to be. So there are lots of other ways to navigate, and I'm sure we'll talk about those in the Q&A uh, section. But I just wanted to give you a little bit of a flavor. Um, and the final thing I'm just going to show you is the note taker. So I'm going to come out of this folder. and I'm just going to go back up to my top level. If I want to create a new note, OK, and sometimes this can be the quickest way of jotting something down. If I'm on the phone, if somebody wants to talk to me, um, and rather than trying to get the notes app up on my phone or rather than trying to you know, find some other way of writing, writing something down. Actually, I do find that switching on the Orbit Reader, it boots up really quickly, and then I can hit space and N, okay? And I can just start writing, uh, so Braillists uh, demo, okay? And I'm going to press Enter, okay? Uh, things to remember, okay? Colon, okay? And then I'm going to make my little list here. So I'm just writing in Braille, and I can write whatever Braille code I want. Uh, I'm writing in um, contracted, you know, unified English Braille, but you could write whatever code you want, because this is just, you know, uh, there's no Braille translation going on here. So whatever you want to write. So I've written a, um, a start there. Uh, the first thing to remember is uh, thank Liam. And then the next thing I want to remember is, um, let's see, um, put beer in fridge. Um, and so as I write, the Braille comes upon the Braille display. I can pan back through that content. Um, if I press the select key, which is in the middle of my arrow keys, I get a little menu comes up and gives me some options. Um, and they include, so by default, we're on exit. And if I choose exit, the file will be saved. Um, and then I will come out of it. If I arrow down, uh, I've got mark. That allows me to select some text, which I can use with the next option, which is copy, if I wanted to copy some text to the clipboard. And then if I arrow down, uh, then we've got paste. So if I had some text in the clipboard that I wanted to insert in my document, keep going, we've got cut, and then we've got find, and then save, and then exit. Um, and then the final command I'm going to show you, I don't expect you to remember all of these, but I'm just showing them them to you to give you an idea of the kind of versatility is I can press the uh, space bar with the um, braille ed sign and orbit reader will let me jump between this file and another file that I might have open so if you were reading a book and you wanted to um, make notes at the same time um, you are able to do that uh, very finally, before we, um, we open it up for um, questions, uh, there is a menu with some settings uh, in. We can check the battery status. We can choose. Uh, you'll hear there that the cursor is blinking. We can change the speed of that. Um, and then there are some other uh, settings to do with what you know USB mode you want Orbit Reader to be in when you connect it to your um, computer. So this hasn't been an exhaustive look at the Orbit Reader by any stretch, but hopefully it's given you a flavor of what it can do, what it can't do, how you can get content on there, ways in which you can navigate through a book, uh, and how you go about making notes. Um, so if people have questions, if you've, if you've got something that I haven't covered, uh, something that you wanted to ask, then please go ahead, raise your hand on Windows, hold down the Alt key and press Y on Mac, hold Option and press Y on the telephone, press the star key followed by uh, number nine. Or if you are on an iDevice, press the More button and you'll find the Raise Hand button in that dialogue there. Um, and what will happen is Liam will come to those of you with raised hands, uh, will acknowledge you and then we'll um, send you a little um, message to invite you to unmute yourself and then you'll be able to go ahead with your question. Um, and uh, just let me check, we've still got Liam. 
We have indeed. I yeah. Okay. There, I need to brush up my day, uh, my Braille day, because I read adult biography on your Orbit reader as adult yeah, you did. Biology. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was adult biography. There we go. That's all right. <laughs> a couple of hands um, up. Yeah, just before we go to those, I also want to make sure we've got um, uh, James Bowden with us as well. Um, I think James uh, joined at the um, at the start of the session, and James works as a Braille specialist with um, RNIB. Um, and James and I have, have have done quite a bit of work with um, with Orbit um, in in our, our capacity there. And I just wanted to make sure we could hear you, James, in case um, there are any you know super technical questions that uh, put me out of my depth and. Um, We'll uh, might might see if you've got the answer. Okay, Dave. Yeah, I'm here. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks, Great James. Appreciate you uh, joining in. Okay. All right, Liam. To uh, to Jessica first. Jessica Bill. Hello. Hiya, Jess. Hi. Hi, Dave. Hiya. Um, sorry, I missed quite a lot of the beginning. So you might have. Well, I'm I'm sure you probably did, but um, it sounds sounds very nifty. What? What sort of size is the um, the orbit reader? Is it? I haven't got I haven't got the exact dimensions in front of me, but it's about the size of a print paperback book. Uh, I would I would say. Um, right. So um, I'm trying to think of something that you might have around the house that we could compare it with. Maybe about the size of a video cassette. Do you remember those? I bet you're too young to remember uh, video cassettes. Uh, no, no, I know, I know what video <laughs> for like. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was too young. But, um... <laughs> that kind of size, you know. So it's okay. about it's about sort of I would say six or seven inches wide, about four or five inches front to back, and maybe about an inch and a half Is it thick. Uh, thick. As well, or... oh, right, okay. I'd say about an inch and a half. Okay, cool. And, you could get, uh, so you, you could can still... get the exact dimensions on the the website. They'll give it you, you know, to the yeah, to the yeah. Millimeter. No, I just wanted a um. And a I did think idea, about really. that, but I just thought, you know what? You tell people these numbers, and it, it doesn't always mean a lot. So yeah, I would say six or seven inches by four or five by about one and a half. You say that's about right, James. I've googled it, Dave, and you're pretty much bang on the money. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's okay. great. Thank yeah. you. Uh, can I ask uh, oh, and the weight question? as well, Jess. It weighs less than a pound. I think it's probably about 400 grams, I would say. Less than a loaf of bread. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, because at the moment, so I've got the um, Varial Ultra display, Braille display, yes. which, yep. although I find looks very beautiful, yes. um, I find it quite difficult to use. So I'm wondering how this compares, if it's... Wow. Sounds much more straightforward from what the bit of the description I just heard. Would you agree with that? Um, well, so so very very ultra obviously was me in a in a in a former life. So um, the very ultra is is much more sophisticated um, in terms of a device. So it, it's got you know support for things like um, Microsoft Word documents, Excel spreadsheets, PowerPoint. Um, you can also plug USB thumb drives into your Vario Ultra and you can connect to multiple um, Bluetooth devices. And of course, it has got those silent, you know, piezoelectric cells with the cursor routing buttons. So it is definitely much more a premium um, experience. Mm. Um, the thing, because I've still got a Vario Ultra um, and I do still use it from time to time. Um, the thing about it is it's five times the price and actually because brown went away you know it's yeah. very difficult now to get it serviced or repaired or anything so i i kind of i'm quite protective of it um whereas yes i do look after my orbit but i do feel a little bit more relaxed about taking it out the house you know i went <laughs> for a walk at the weekend and i just kind of had the 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 um orbit in the jacket pocket you know um right yeah i'd say it's, so a it's little more bit like a backup yeah, and it's um, it, I'd say it's a little bit chunkier than your your Vario Ultra Twenty uh, because yeah. that is that is very sleek. Um, like you oh, say, it's, it's so yeah. But this is um, it's a tiny bit chunkier. But what I would say about the um, the Orbit Reader though is that it's similar in size to displays that have fewer cells. So there are displays on the market with uh, fourteen cells and sixteen cells. Um, and I would say that the Vario Ultra, which has 20 cells, is, is similar in, in size 
to those in terms of its its footprint. But I wouldn't say this this does not replace if you've already got a premium braille display. Um, you know, by yeah. all means, hang on to it. That's going to be better in certain situations. Oh but yeah, I'm not going to not. I just thought this because, as I say, it's quite as it's got all those extra things in it. Then it is quite complicated and technical. And you know, if you just want to read the book or make yeah. some notes, then that this one might be beneficial as well one thing i will say for, for for the orbit reader that a lot of other braille displays don't do um which i've, I've never really understood and even even windows um you know doesn't doesn't do it you can you can spend a grand on a laptop and you switch it off and then you switch it back on it doesn't always take you back to where you were and that's something that the um the orbit reader will do it will always take you back yeah to where you were. that does yeah. sound good because the yeah. very ultra doesn't do that that's true yeah and this is through the RNIB you get the orbit, is it, or is it? Yeah, so separately? so that, that there have there have been grant schemes available in the past. Um, uh, I I'm not sure what the current situation is with that. I think um, all the people that have ordered units through the grant scheme will get one. Um, but uh, I, th I think they might have suspended new applications for a grant at the moment. Mm. You might want to check with the um, the helpline. Um, but the regular price for it is four nine nine. Right. Okay. No. Okay. Hope that covers you. Sorry, question. my headphone fell out. Um, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so you were saying. Sorry, I've. I'm, should have heard the whole thing but anyway um so the books come on a card were you saying it's they're not yeah yeah so you cannot you you can either get books on a card which there are some supplied with it or mm. you can download books from rnib's reading service free of charge um or you can and they go directly onto it you don't have to do plug in a usb or anything yeah yeah you would you would if you were downloading um books on your because you would do that on your computer um so if you wanted to copy books onto it that you could then take the braille you know the orbit reader away with you you would yeah. uh, download those books they would come as a zip file and then you'd unpack those oh, okay uh, yeah downloading books um the other way is the way i showed i don't know if you were here for the bit i connected to my phone so you can read kindle books and other you know mainstream electronic books right yeah using, no i, I just a, came in at the end of that bit yeah so you could use your screen reader voice over jaws mvda whatever screen reader you happen to have um will translate the text that's shown on screen into braille and send that out to your braille display so then you could right. read it but you would obviously then need to be connected via bluetooth to your you know device that's holding the book so yeah. a few different you've got a few different ways the yeah, card the download or the screen reader okay yeah. and what about the battery life uh yeah really good the battery life um because it doesn't um because it uses slightly different technology for raising lowering the pins it doesn't need power when the pins are in the up position or it doesn't need very much power when the pins are in the up position uh so they say three days of typical usage but everyone i know who has one says that that's a very conservative estimate i tend to only charge um you know probably once a week or or even less than that so um the battery life is uh is definitely stronger than you than the vario ultra yeah fantastic thanks so much dave sorry yeah. i've hogged it a bit i'm going now no worries jess good to hear you thank you bye all right thanks jess um we have got a few people to get through so yeah can I just remind everyone just to be a bit snappy with their questions and yeah um keep, try and keep it succinct and me yeah, too exactly um bernie warren welcome to the call how are you doing You'll need to press the unmute button there, Bernie. Yeah, you should get a thing on your screen, Bernie, to unmute. I'm here. Sorry, I do apologise. No right. worries. Um, hello. Thank you very much for that demonstration. It was brilliant. Um, I have the orbit. I've had it a couple of weeks and love it. Uh, my question is this. When I'm reading a book, if I press the space bar, yeah. the text will scroll automatically. Yeah. Can you slow that down by any stretch, or is that in settings, or is it is it set and that's it? Um, no, you you can change that. Um, so the way you change it um, is that you hold down the space bar and you press the up arrow, um, and that will make um, the number. Just reminding myself. Um, basically, you hold down the space bar and you use the up and down arrows to change the speed. I think if you t if you use the down arrow, 
that increases the number which makes it slower um and then if you use the up arrow it makes it quicker with a with a smaller number so hold down space bar and use the up or the down arrow to change the speed and if you press space on its own that'll stop it automatically scrolling that, yeah brilliant thank you that was my question that's it thank no worries. you thank you bernie um next is um is kelsey d how are you doing kelsey Again, you should have a, a, a thing on your screen now inviting you to unmute yourself. Should we um should we come back to you, Kelsey? I know Kelsey was uh, was new and was just a bit concerned about using Zooms. I think I was talking to her on Facebook. Um, okay, so so you should have a little dialogue in the middle of your screen where it says the host has uh, asked you to unmute, and you should be able to press a uh, a button on on there. I think no, I think we've lost her. I'm afraid we'll come back come back to her possibly. Um, okay. Next is Jane. Hi, Jane. Hello, Jane. My question is when the when you're using the panning keys, yeah. when reading through a book, sometimes the panning keys lock up like they have just a moment ago. I had a book open and the panning keys just lock up and you can't do nothing about it. And I don't quite know why. Uh, okay. Um, Any I've ideas? Well, I've not, I've not seen that, but obviously it is a mechanical button. So like any mechanical button, because it's a, a moving part, it can become uh, stuck from, from time to time. Okay. Um, I, I would just maybe press it a couple of times real quick just to see if there's any, you know, like that. Yeah. I, I think, you know, just to see if there's any, anything that's maybe causing it to stick. Maybe just wipe it, you know, very with a, a, you know, gently when it's switched off with a, you know, just a very lightly damp uh, cloth just to make sure there's nothing sticky that's got in there. But obviously, as you know, you know, we're touching these things all day with our, with mm. our hands. So inevitably, you know, dust and dirt can um, get inside. If it's a persistent problem, Jane, do call the helpline um, okay. and they will, um, you know, they will look into that for you. All right, thank you. Okay. Cheers, Jane. And I see uh, James has got his hands up. Did you want to come in? Yeah, uh, James, do you want to come in on the... Um, yes, I want to come in on Bernie's question about the auto-scroll. Um, yeah. You're absolutely right, Dave, in what you said. To increase the speed is space and up, and to decrease the speed is space and down. That goes in one-second steps. Personally, I like the second one, which is dot seven and space and up which goes, which increases the speed by 0.1 of a second. So I tend to have it around about the two point something mark, uh, depending what I'm reading. So dot seven space up and dot seven space down adjusts your reading speed in 0.1 of a second. Okay, that'll give you a little bit finer control, um, Bernie. And dot seven is the key immediately to the left of spacebar. So just hold those two keys down and then use the up and down arrow keys. And that'll give you more uh, steps, a little bit more granularity in changing your scrolling speed. James, what I'm going to do, if you're okay with uh, that, I'll, I'll just unmute you again very quickly. Um, because then you can unmute Would... yourself if you wish to, um, Would... which might mean you're going a bit faster than waiting for, waiting for me. Um, Andrew Jones. Good evening. Um, sorry, I was uh, also a little um, late this evening, but thank you for, for, the, for the demonstration. Um, my question is, um, I suppose trying to look at what's the best way to, to learn. So I'm lucky enough to have an Orbit and the Perkins, my well writing probably needs some practice so i was thinking well do i practice on the perkins or do i practice writing stuff with the orbit or do i practice trying to navigate with the phone to get you know to use it for that what's what's the best way for kind of improving braille and and using it do you think i know you can do all or either or yeah so i'm just interested in what you think 
Pers personally, Andrew, I would I would start with the Perkins because then you can produce hard copy that you can use in other situations. So it might be that you make some labels or that you make a shopping list or you make. And these are things that you can do on the orbit. But then obviously you have to use the orbit to retrieve them. Whereas, you know, if you're writing on paper, you, you know, you, you've got a couple of other different ways in which you can use your 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 Braille. Um, and also you haven't got to worry about, you know, learning to use a, a, a device as such. You know, there's a simplicity about the Perkins. You know, you don't have to worry about, oh, have I got enough battery or is the Bluetooth connected or, you know, um, anything like that. So uh, I would get to a point where you feel confident with the with writing, if, if writing is a thing. That said, if you're somebody, you know, and this might not be you, Andrew, but if somebody were to have... Um, you know slightly um less strength in in their hands uh, then perhaps writing on the orbit keyboard might be less strenuous than than on a perkins because obviously the perkins takes a little bit of oomph doesn't it you know to to get those keys down you need to have mm -hmm. reasonably strong fingers and you know when you start out with the perkins you know it takes a little while to um to build up that uh, strength um and of course your circumstances might you know dictate what you do if you haven't got you know braille paper for example uh you know i tend not to use um paper braille very much unless it's um for um you know some you know some specific purpose like a a shopping list so i didn't want to go during lockdown to the supermarket with the orbit on the end of the trolley because i'd be worried about dropping it or uh you know or something like that um so i would have a, a hard copy paper braille shopping list that I would roll around the handle of the trolley. You know, my son would be at the other end of the trolley and I'd be shouting out, okay, we need to find the blueberries or, or whatever, you know? So, um, it is horses for courses. Um, I think for somebody starting out, I would, I would, I would suggest getting to grips with paper braille just in the same way that if somebody was starting out with reading and writing print that you would suggest perhaps, you know, starting with a pen, um, and paper because it, it does remove a lot of those other distractions that you sometimes get with technology. So how good would you say in terms of writing you need to be before the orbit becomes more useful? Well, the orbit is a reader really, first and foremost. You can write on it, but that's really more a secondary function of it, I, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, and once you've got the, the alphabet and punctuation uh, sort of nailed, um, then you'd be ready to use some kind of Braille um, technology. I would say if you're still learning the alphabet or, or you're still, you know, at that stage, um, then, um, you know, paper Braille might be a better better option. Uh, and of course, there is overlap and it is different for each each individual. So that's just my, yeah. you know, my, my sort of take on it. Okay, thank you very much. No problem at all. Cheers, Andrew. Um, so next, I believe, will be Terry. Hello, Terry. Hello there, everybody. Uh, two things. Uh, number one, I don't know if you get um, have access to cases from executive products over there, and I don't know if there's anybody here in the States that, but I know that the executive products does have uh, also have a case. It's uh, more expensive because it's a nice leather case, uh, but they do have them for the orbit 20 displays. They do. It, yeah. The, you're absolutely right, Terry. And uh, I think they're about a hundred dollars, aren't they? Uh, something, I think somebody bought one for, for $90 here. Yeah. Which $90 um, US. which people are absolutely welcome to go and you know if that's if that's the kind of money you want to spend on a, on a case um, then uh, by all means um, that's something right. that people are very welcome to to do I think uh, you know my my experience is that the less people have spent on the braille display the less they want to spend on the case you know but, yeah uh, this can be true <laughs> right but I thought I would just point that out yeah yeah. <laughs> Question was, I, I tried to reach RNIB and was not successful. I'm, I, uh, of course, am not a, a member over there. I live in the States, but I'm still very intrigued by the, the SD card that has all of that, the materials on it. And I wonder if there's any way uh, over here in the States for me to 
to purchase that or get a hold of one or um, I, I have an Orbit Reader 20 Plus actually. Sure. So, and so we're, I'm we're just intrigued by that. Yeah. So, so my understanding is R and I B are working on on that. Um, the best way, probably, for you, Terry, to contact R and I B would be to write to helpline at rnib.org.uk, uh, which is uh, the main email address. Helpline at rnib.org.uk, and uh, let them know you know your circumstances and that you're interested in the card. Uh, you know, I know it's something that they're looking at. I'm not sure uh, a final decision has been taken on um, what they can do in terms of because it was originally designed for library members the card um right and i do understand that so so obviously you do have um electronic braille um is it nls um bard and and things like that in the states yep we have that yeah but that is a brilliant idea that you guys did that over there we to my knowledge we did not do that here and, um, you know, that was wonderful that you guys, you are totally yeah. to be commended, not only for providing the reader, but for providing, you know, some materials to use with it. I mean, yeah. that is really brilliant. So congratulations to you on that. Thank you very much. Well, I'll feed that back. Okay. Harry, can I just jump in there? Um, if you, when you write to the helpline, mention my name, James Bowden, and ask your email to be forwarded on to me. I can make sure your name gets onto a list of people who's interested. Okay, great. So my name Thank is you. James Bowden. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think we spoke the day of the, um, you, you were on the um, uh, webinar that we did about uh, uh, UEB Braille, I quite, think. We're quite possibly, on. yes, quite possibly. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Thank you. No problem. Cheers, Terry. Sorry, could I jump in uh, quickly? Sorry, Liam, oh, I've pressed you. the wrong button, so um, sorry about that. I, I don't think it's messed anything up, but just in case it has. But uh, also, the executive products case, you can get it in the UK, but it is expensive, and it's sold by uh, Steve Nutt at Computer Room Services for anybody that wants that information. Yeah, I just Googled it, and it's £96 is the retail price. So, Well, that's. I think that's with VAT, so I think okay. it's 80 if you take VAT off, but... Yeah, it's it's whatever it is. It's quite expensive. So a lot of people using camera bags, binocular bags, um, you know, those sorts of um, outlets might be able to offer um, an aftermarket uh, case uh, that is kind of more, you know, more mainstream that might be available at more of a, a kind of a mainstream uh, price point. But if people really like the, I mean, they are really good. The executive products case, they, they do have a premium feel about them. Uh, and if you're looking for that, uh, then it's an option. There is one uh, listed on the Orbit Research website for just under thirty dollars. Is that amazing? Yeah, that's the, so. That's the official one from Orbit, and we are hoping that RNIB will be able to make that available in the coming months because there have been requests for that. Um, you could order it direct from Orbit, um, but uh, yeah, I think we're going to try and see if we can find a way to make that available through RNIB as well. Cool. Um, so, Alan Dyke. Hello, Alan. Hello, Dave. Can you hear me? I can, sir. How are you? Right. Firstly, can we talk about the note taker? Yeah. I was thrilled to bits with what you did. Right. But I'd like to know where you started. It's in the list of files and folders. Anywhere, or do I have to have the orbit reader in a certain function before I press space N? Where do I have to be in? Oh, you know, you can be anywhere. Um, but um, what I would recommend is that you create a notes folder. Um, and then if you uh, go into your notes folder, then you can, um, you know, you keep all your notes together. Because what will happen is if you're in a book, for example, and you press space and N, um, James, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I think it would basically start making a file in the same folder as your books which might make it more difficult to find later. Sorry, Alan, I have to unmute you again. If you mute yourself, you wouldn't be able to unmute yourself again, but you should be able to press the unmute button now. There we go. Dave, I've created a folder, Alan Dyke's file. Yeah. And I don't now know how to write into it. Okay, so if you are in your notes 
Um, so if you've got, if you've opened so select, select up that file first. Yes. Yeah. And then what you can do is you can press, um, I think it's space and E, um, and that will start editing the file that you're in. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Dave. Um, and I absolutely agree. Make your own, make a folder to keep all your notes together. Um, one thing that people new to this technology sometimes struggle with, a bit confusing perhaps, is the idea of files and folders. They are different. A file stores text. A folder stores other files. I hope that kind of makes sense. So, so when you're in your um, file, Alan, where you've written previously, if you press space and E, then you'll get a little um, flashing cursor on your display, and then you can start writing. And then when you're finished, press select, and uh, you'll be able to choose exit. How do I save it when I've done it, Dave? Yeah, if you choose exit, it will save, it will save your work. If you just want to save it without exiting, then you press select and then arrow up once and then press select and that'll save it. That is fine. Um, okay, I'm fine with that. That's lovely for me. Okay. Um, one silly question. That's all right. I have, a, I have a folder called date. Now, has that date being written by somebody else or can I alter it? Um, that possibly isn't a folder. So when you're in your list of files and folders, if you arrow up and down, that takes you to different items in that list, okay? So you might have a books folder and inside that there'll be some books and you get to that by pressing select and that takes you inside the books folder and then you've got your list of books and then to come back out of it again, you press the backspace, which is the left of the space bar, okay? But if you, instead of moving up and down through your list of files and folders, if you start using the panning keys, which are either end of the braille line, that will take you through the details for the item that you're on currently. So for example, if you're on Alan's files and you start pressing the panning keys before you've opened it, it will take you through the details and it will tell you the position that, the, uh, that you were last reading at. It'll give you the size, which is usually measured in, in bytes or kilobytes. And then it will tell you the date uh, when the file ah. was created. Okay. So, um, and then it might say something like unprotected, which means... That's the one. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's just the details for the item that you're on currently. But the so way you... Pose means position. So, so that means size the, is the file. Is how big is date, it? And date is the, when it was printed... And unprotected is what? Unprotected means, um, so if you protect a file, if you press space and uh, P to protect a file, that stops you from editing it accidentally in the future. So Thank you. you. Okay. That's good. No, that's fine. Um, okay. You've, you've shift, shifted a whole raft of stuff out of my way now, and I, I think I can do it. Yeah. So just, I, just I'm reading a number of books now. Yeah. I'm, I love reading. Oh, brilliant. Um, I haven't yet got, got enough confidence, although what your demonstration would use in your phone tells me that I might be able to do that myself. But yeah. uh, could, you, could you do that and send me an email to tell me how to do that again? How to, how to use it with your phone. What I think I might do, Alan, is, is make a recording um, yes. available um, and then we'll let everybody know where that is and then you can listen to that. Excellent idea. Thank you. Okay. I'm All right, out. Cheers. Bye. All right. Cheers, Alan. Great to hear from you, um, as always. Theo, you'll need to press the unmute button. Hello. Hello, Theo. Welcome. Well, I know that there's the Orbit 40 coming out, and I was wondering, it said it had audio capabilities. I wonder if that included a microphone for recording or just a speaker. I think it's just a speaker, Theo. I, I, I did um, it out as well. Uh, Spit Research are taking pre-orders. It's not available yet in the UK. Um, so we're still doing some testing with it at the moment. Um, so it's just a speaker, not, um, uh, not a microphone. Uh, hopefully it's going to be in the next couple of months. I haven't got a date, unfortunately. 
And I hope, because it's an onboard translation system, I suppose you could load stuff like Word files onto it and it could translate them. So initially, it'll just be text files. So the Orbit Reader 20 Plus, um, which will be available, uh, it's not yet in the UK, but it will be soon, um, will be able to translate text to Braille and Braille back to text. But that's sort of probably beyond the scope of you know, what we were showing with the original Orbit today. But um, yeah, you're right to raise it. And um, good questions. Cheers, Theo. Um, we've got another question from Bernie. So it's now eight o'clock. If anyone has got any last burning questions, um, now would be your time to, uh, to, to ask them. And possibly after Bernie's question is finished, um, we'll just answer whatever hands are up. So Bernie. Hi there. <clears throat> I Hello. Just, uh, my first question was about cases, actually, yeah. uh, which of course has been um, answered, though. In America, my uh, friend who has an orbit got one for, from a very well-known internet shop, yeah. um, which has been brilliant. <laughs> so I wondered if anyone else had got a, one from a very well-known internet shop and was using that um, for their orbit rather than spending yeah, exactly. more money. But... Um, I don't know if anyone has been able to, because of the measurements, I'm not quite sure. Um, yeah, so, so if you Google the Orbit Reader 20 dimensions, um, they yeah. will come up and they are on the RNIB yeah. uh, shop website and they are on the, the Yeah, Orbit I've tried Reader to website. do that. I went to that very well-known internet shop and I couldn't work out which one that she meant, but I think maybe it's only available in America. Um, the next, anyway, the next question would be courses. Are there any 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 courses or anything like that 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 people can do using the orbit? I mean, just like you know, like a lesson that you can follow along. I don't know. What to learn the orbit itself, yeah. or to learn something else via the orbit? No, the orbit really, and you know. Yeah. Well, you know, this. I mean, this is a little bit of a pilot, to be honest, because it is yeah. something I do want to offer um okay. for people in the uk um so i was interested to see what the response to this yeah, session yeah. would be and and whether there was an appetite for you know more training um, yeah. materials certainly okay. <clears throat> um there are some videos from aph online yeah. um for getting started so if you search on youtube for yeah. orbit reader there's, there's plenty of, yeah awesome. on on youtube and that was that has been really helpful um also a lady you did mention about grants for the orbit um through the and abbey I looked at that and I wasn't successful because of my age. But if you belong to, because I'm over 29, and if you're under 29, you can get one through with a grant for the RNIB. But I, because I'm, I'm a member of Connect, um, I did get £25 off. Yes. So, um, yes. Yeah, you're right would... to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. So the regular price is 499 If you're a member of RNIB, um, connect um they keep changing the name of it but yeah if you're basically remember you get it for four seven five that's it thank you very much that's it no worries thank you very much bernie um so just two hands raised let's go to uh europe and james first welcome hello hello i wonder if you can help me please i have an orbit but i use the Macintosh system as my iMac and my iPhone. When I use the card to transfer books, um, Braille books into the card, the Orbit seems to not be able to read anything on the card when I've been inserting it into my Mac. Can the uh, Orbit okay. work okay? Yeah, so is it, um, when you put the um, card into your Mac, is your Mac um, asking to format the card? No. No? Um, and is it just, what, what kind of files are you, are you downloading? What kind of files are you putting onto the card? I'm putting a Braille documents from the library. Right, but are you, are you unpacking them first? So are, they, are you putting the zip file on there or are you, um, no. you are it's opening state, the... It's a straightforward... Um, moving over to the SD card right. on my Mac. That's an odd one. I don't know, is the short and answer. If it's not formatting it, and you're definitely putting a BRF file from your yes. um, computer onto the card, then I would expect it to read it. Um, I would suggest giving the, um, the helpline a call and asking to speak with the Technology for Life team 
um, who might be able to dig into that a little bit more for you. Um, Thank you very much. Sounds like you could do with a little bit of tech support. So if you write to tfl at rnib.org.uk, um, that's the Technology for Life team, and they hopefully would be able to uh, to help out with that. It's Liam here. I have had a similar problem with my Mac and a different um, Braille display with uh, files not being recognised, and it was to do with the formatting of the card, but sometimes even when it doesn't ask you to, a Mac does funny things with SD cards. Um, yeah, so... I don't know what the... what format it needs to be but that's what caused it yeah it needs to be a fat 32 um card is is the format i think that's right james bowden um yes i've i've checked that on the mac info and yeah. the card is still the fat 32 the fat 32 yeah yes and can i just check sorry i can't raise my hand because i'm a co-host um which is why i'm butting in when you just to just to be absolutely sure when you download the file from rnib do you do anything with the file before you copy it to the card or do you just copy it to the card straightforward copy right yeah. i think you're copying a zip file to the card i think so yeah so i think you need to unzip the file so when you download um from the um reading services library it delivers a zip file which is a package um and then you must open that zip package and get the brf file out of it and then copy the brf file onto the card okay okay i will try that okay Thank and i say that the technology for life team um should be able to um, to walk you through that but if you if you're still stuck do drop us a line help at braillist.org and we'll try and get you some um, assistance thank you very much no problem Thank you very much and last but by no means least uh, Terry. I um, just wanted to know if you could repeat the um, the address the help at RNIB uh, yeah, so the help line, I... yeah, so there's two addresses. So there was helpline at rnib.org.uk is the main uh, email help, address. Helpline, helpline yeah. at rnib Dot and then what was that? org.uk ah got it okay org.very good okay thank you cheers and mention james bowden in your email terry and it's b a u d e n b o w b o w d e n yeah that's him yeah brilliant okay thank you so much thank you mm-hmm um, so Dave, we got through that all right in the end. Uh, that that's everyone. Thank you very much, everybody. Really appreciate your time. Fabulous questions. Um, I hope this has been um, successful. This is the first time we've done um, kind of a, a specific um, product session like this, um, and uh, we'd welcome your feedback. Help at braillist.org. Um, and if you liked it, and if there are other products that you'd like to know about, um, then maybe we could do one of those on a future Monday when we're not doing uh, Braille for Beginners. So we've got uh, our Braille for Beginners back next week, I believe, so I'm told. Uh, uh, are we cooking on Wednesday? Um, I think we are indeed. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're cooking cook on Wednesday, and then um, I'm sure we'll be around for a chat on uh, Friday. So uh, stick around. The newsletter comes out around Wednesday, and uh, any more info and to join the forum and all that good stuff, it's uh, braillist.org. Thank you very, very much to James Bowden for helping out with the questions, uh, and also support from uh, Matthew Horsfall. And I see Ben's been lurking in the background as well. Thank you, Ben, and thank you very much to Liam. Uh, for your help with the moderation I think it's time to put the beers in the fridge and until next time all the best, bye for now